Hi, can I help you find something? Librarians specialize in helping you find what you were looking for, and sometimes what you didn't know you were looking for. Thank you for joining me as I talk to my guests about all things library, including the books inside them. I'm Julie Chavez, and this is Ask a Librarian. Matt and Melissa Hammersley are the co-founders of Novel Effect, an award-winning mobile app that follows along during story time with interactive music, sound effects, and character voices, creating magical moments when you read aloud with your child. Matt is the CEO. A lifelong entrepreneur, he began his first startup as a child selling tomatoes at a roadside stand. He went on to spend more than a decade as an engineer and patent attorney in South Carolina, Delaware, and Texas before co-founding Novel Effect with his wife, Melissa. She is the chief product officer of Novel Effect. A self-described military brat, Melissa spent her formative years moving from place to place across the United States. She's a SCAD-educated graphic designer and former owner of a patent illustration business, and she now oversees Novel Effects product strategy, innovation, and creative direction. She loves fancy pens and building or creating things with her hands. Two notes for this episode. Matt's question for the librarian was about social-emotional titles. I mentioned a few of my favorites, but I created a more comprehensive list that you can find on my website, juliewriteswords.com slash podcast, or on my Instagram account. One more note, and this is the more exciting one. Matt and Melissa are offering a free one-year premium subscription to Novel Effect for my listeners. I feel so official about this. The instructions and the link will be on my website, and it's easy. Download Novel Effect on your mobile device using the App Store or Google Play, create a free profile in the app, and then you'll tap the activation link from my website on the device with Novel Effect installed. Happy reading and happy listening. Here is my conversation with Matt and Melissa. Hello, Matt and Melissa. I am so glad you're here today. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having us. Thanks for being here. I have to tell you that when I sat down initially for the podcast and wrote out my first lists of guests, you guys were on there because I am such a fan of your app. Well, thank you very much. Oh, that's so exciting to hear. Absolutely. We, We seem to be really spreading in the librarian and education community. I can see why. I mean, the kids have gotten actually a little demanding about it, to be honest. They <laughs> are very... I, I did have a moment where I thought, well, I've kind of made this sort of dull now that I'm reading without it. But I mean, especially my first graders, they love it. But even the older kids appreciate it. It's so... I've been yammering on about it to anyone that I meet since I started using it. And it's just... It's so brilliant. The way that you designed it is so intuitive. Do you, Can you tell me about just kind of the origin story for the app? We're in a superhero movie. I want to hear your origin story. <laughs> yeah, sure. So Matt was working as a patent attorney, and I had my own business doing illustrations for patents. And we were kind of, our daughter was about to, I think I was like seven months pregnant. And so we had a baby shower. 
And we had, we knew that like reading and books were going to be really important in, you know, our job raising her and we didn't have many. So we asked, or the, the baby shower, people brought us books instead of gifts. And while we were all, you know, hanging around, hanging out, having fun, one of the guests at the baby shower picked up uh, the book that she had brought for us and she started reading it. And she read it just like she did to her two-year-old at the time. And she added, you know, fun sound effects. I think she did a trumpet sound and she she was she just made it really engaging. And it was kind of a light bulb moment for Matt in, you know, seeing how an adult would read to a child. And he thought, like, this is amazing. Is there an app out there that does the same thing? And there wasn't. And he had done a little bit of work in the like voice space and voice was just sort of starting to grow and he couldn't stop thinking about it and he couldn't stop talking to me about it. And I was like, I really am tired. <laughs> Let me go to sleep. I, I love your enthusiasm. And can we talk about it later? <laughs> yes, in the morning perhaps. <laughs> yes. But, you know, it was just an idea that really stuck and maybe we were a little bit naive, but we thought, all right, let's build it. Nobody mm. else has. Let's go ahead and do it. And so... We started with just the two of us and we had an agency help and we got a proof of concept and it was so amazing. And we have just kept running with it ever since. Yeah. And when was this? What year? It was 2017. Oh, 15. 2015. She's, yeah, she, she's 2015. <laughs> perfect. You can mark it on your daughter's <laughs> timeline. That's perfect. I. That is so amazing. What I wonder, was that sort of a... An occupational hazard of being in the patent world, do you think? Did you see ideas everywhere you looked when you were doing that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's all you do, right? right. Uh, most of my work, and I was a chemical engineer uh, before that, so most of my work was like chemistry-related okay. patents. Uh, but I also dabbled in software stuff and, and, like Melissa said, did some work in the voice space. And, you know... I have ideas all the time, <laughs> but there was never anything that just like you couldn't, I couldn't stop thinking about it. Like right. it just consumed every free moment of thought because it was, oh my gosh, this is going to work. This is going to be amazing. All the things that you can do with, you know, what the core idea was. Yes. Very rarely do you have something that just like completely captures you like that. And what we were talking to ourselves was like, man, Life is going to get really busy with a kid. Right. And if we don't do it now, right, if we don't make this leap now, are we going to regret it? And, you know, are, are we doing the right thing for our kids? Mm. Where we really wanted to build something that involved them. We wanted our lives in and outside of work to be about them and yeah. with them. And instead of writing boring old chemical patents. <laughs> right? what, now, what do you mean? Every child wants to read those. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to go to sleep. <laughs> but, you know, now we get to share every single thing that we do with our kids, with our daughter. She's the prime tester of every new book. You know, it gets her stamp of approval before it hits the app. That's and it's really special for us. I bet. And what a gift for her and for so many readers. I, I really do talk about it constantly because it's so, I think the best thing about the app for those that don't know is that I love that you cued off of, that it's not a track that you have to follow at a certain speed, which would be nearly impossible. Mm -hmm. So the idea that it's picking up those key words 
And I, I think it's just so brilliant. Every time <laughs> I use it, I never get bored with it. What was the first book you did? The Little Engine That Could was the very first one. Oh my gosh. I've read that to our, we have TK here in California and I've read that to them. It's so mm-hmm. cute. It's I, I think my personal favorite right now is Dragons Love Tacos, but that's mm-hmm. just because that one is so funny, right? The, mm, I think it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> every, I laugh every time and I've probably read it 50 times to classes, but you know, that's what's so great about it. It's so Fun and also depending on the speed you read, sometimes you miss certain things because you're reading too quickly. Mm-hmm. And so even as an adult, the experience is new every time. I think it's ch- I'm I'm in awe of how you've done it. So oh, because well, thank you. I hey, maybe for your listeners who don't know, yes, right, or haven't heard of the app before, I can give you a brief overview. Yes. Of kind of give me the what overview it is and how it works. I'd um, like to talk about it in random terms, actually, <laughs> <laughs> so that everyone is confused and then we can be done. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it is one of those things that, like, you truly don't get it until you do it. Yes. Thank you. This is good because I remember showing it to my husband and trying, I probably explained it like I just did before. And he was like, okay, get to the point, Julie. (laughs) And so please give us your, give us your rundown. Oh yeah. Yeah. So what the novel effect app does is synchronizes music and sound effects and characters voices with you reading a book out loud. It all works with voice recognition technology and basically hears you read the story, knows where you are, and then adds the right music and sound effects for wherever you are in that story. Some of the cool things about it, too, is you can jump into the middle, you can skip pages, you can go back pages, read at whatever speed that you read, and it will always be in sync with you. And I think, you know, we designed it to work with print books. And that's really one of the pieces that's so magical because when grownups are reading to kids, they, they want to read with, with the print book and, and kids enjoy that more. There's something about turning the pages and, you know, we've just added a little bit of magic on top of it. Mm -hmm. And I think, no, I was just going to say, that's precisely the word. It is a little bit of magic that you put in the experience for them. Absolutely. And and I think, you know, a bigger from a higher level as a mission for what we are actually trying to do here, right, is our, our whole point of being here is to empower those parents and those teachers to have that connection with their kids. Right. And that's what I think really separates us from anything else in the marketplace where it's not dividing no. that, that experience between the grown-up and the child. Yes. It does the exact opposite. And as you know, with kids, it's all about engagement. Engagement is the name of the game. And if you can capture their attention, every single educational outcome that you want, every single behavioral outcome that you want can be achieved. When you don't have their attention, when they're not engaged, you're fighting an uphill battle. And so that's the whole purpose of the experience that we're trying to design inside of what music we choose, what sound effects happen, right? What the voiceovers are about. It's all about being supportive of the parent or the reader. Yes. 
Uh, and then we have the natural benefit that like, well, the first thing a kid wants to do is be the reader themselves to be the one to trigger the music and sound effects. And now you've got them motivated to want yes. to read aloud and practice. And it doesn't feel like work. It's a game. It's fun. Right. And adding and showing that the parent has the magic and that the kid can have it too. All they have to do is read. Right. Absolutely. It really is. I think the best reading encourages connection. Right. Mm -hmm. And you guys are supporting that in what you do, not only with the app, but also I've noticed a lot more of the activities that you guys have, like your March Madness or March Magic. Yes, yes. yes. (laughs) Let me get that right. But I love the bracket idea. And one of our kindergarten teachers was doing something similar, but I thought, oh, to choose some that are just in the novel effect. It, It really does achieve exactly what you're describing, Matt, which is that sort of not only encouraging this connection and immersion for them, capturing their attention, but then allowing them to move forward and do it on their own. I think it's just, I, I really can't stop talking about it. So, I mean, well, you know, neither the, can we. So neither well, can we. this is perfect. Yes. Our teachers uh, and some of the kids really do love it. And I think even I've read some of the books with my teenagers sometimes, and it's just, it's just fun. It makes reading fun. I was wondering are you two readers, like adult readers of adult fiction, or do you only read picture books all the time? Uh, right <laughs> now, you know, we're really busy and, and focused on on work right now. So we really have been reading through as many <laughs> children's books as we can. And yes. then we've started reading more books about business, grown-up books about <laughs> business. So it, it's a little boring. Not that side is a little bit more boring, but sure. we're learning a lot and growing. So <laughs> Yeah, and I you would need- say it, it's been a... Progression throughout life, right? Yeah. Indeed. Pre-kids, absolutely. Right. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? Uh, kids Well, it's, oh, it's, it's post-kids post and business. You know, we kind of did both at the same time. So it's a little overwhelming. But I think we're, we're starting to get back into, like, a good place with the company and, like, the balance of our lives, too. So I actually have ordered some some books recently. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. they haven't come yet. <laughs> Surprise. I'm like, no, I can start, I can start reading for, for fun for me again. <laughs> yes. Well, it's so true. Seasons of life, right? Yeah. There are just times where things are not clicking or you're reading audiobooks or you're driving to kingdom come. I mean, who knows, right? It's all, it just depends. And our youngest is, is three. Oh, so we're, we're just now out of that, you know, stage where they need constant, constant, constant supervision. Well, we can see the light at the end of the tunnel there with him, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The proverbial, it's so true. I had a a recent dream that I was pregnant and the idea of going all the way back to the beginning, I woke up in a cold sweat, like, (laughs) that can't be real. (laughs) But of course I love children. (laughs) Disclaimer for the podcast. So tell me about your work together. How is it now? So you two are married. You seem to enjoy each other very much, which is lovely. I'm glad this isn't awkward. How how is it working together? Oh, do you want to go first? (laughs) No, it sounded like you were ready to go. So by all means. No, we we love it. And, you know, we're a family company, yeah. right? And so it makes it makes all the sense there. And we we worked together before this, you know. In right. our in my work as as a patent attorney, and her work as a patent illustrator. The illustrator, okay. 
And so we had some idea, but you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's a, it's, it's a roller coaster. There's some, there's been some fights. There's been some arguments, you know, and. Wait, you argue thing. with your spouse? That never happens. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll loop back around to that. Cause no. I can't relate. <laughs> I think though, at, at the end of the day, you know, since I think we're doing it for the right reasons and we're on the same page as to why we're doing it and yes. what we want is the outcome at the end of the day, you know, we're able to work through those things, but they happen. And it's all about communication, which we're still getting better at. <laughs> right. And if you can communicate and talk about it, you can work through it. Of um, course. And that shared purpose that you're talking about, that makes sense that that you know, at the end of the day, like you said, you're working toward a common goal. What's Melissa's greatest strength, do you think? Oh, uh, <laughs> the number of hats that she can wear. Mm. Uh, I mean, you know, there's been points in time where, like, it's all on us. Yeah. <laughs> right? And being able to do, you know, design, marketing, app development, UI, UX, be a voiceover actor, then go learn about, you know, how to design websites and, <laughs> you know, the list goes on and on right. and on. And uh, I don't think there's been a single thing you tried to tackle, but didn't. Thanks. Yeah, cheers. Appreciate that. Yeah. yeah, there you go. I'm impressed. Handling complexity is a, an underrated skill, right? And being able to do that. Impressive. Melissa, what's, what's Matt's greatest strength? I would say he is definitely the visionary here. Mm. And he is a perpetual optimist, which is amazing to have on your side, especially in a startup when it's, you know, a massive roller coaster. And he just keeps dreaming and keeps pushing us towards that dream. And, and it is, it's excellent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that is necessary. You're right. I didn't think about that in the startup space where Things are very up and down, right? Like we talk about it very happily right now. Like, oh, you're up and it's, it is, it seems like gaining so much steam right now and doing really well, which is fantastic. But I'm sure there were times where it was like, this is never going to work. Oh yeah. No, uh, a few times <laughs> yeah. where you, know, you hit these points and you have to make this decision of like, yeah. it, are we doing the right thing? Do we need to quit? Do we need to do something different? And, and each one of those times we kind of recommitted and doubled down Yeah, in the startup world. And when you're creating a business, like you can't win if you don't, if you quit. <laughs> that is yeah, so true. You really can't. And every single time that, you know, one of those periods came, went back to, well, what did people say about it? Right. Mm. And regardless of what happened with the business side, we've had a 4.9 app store rating since the beginning. That didn't change. And I think even in the low points, we would still get emails almost every day. No issue. I don't have a problem. I just wanted to tell you thank you for what you've done for you know me and my kids. Wow. That's got to be such an encouraging thing to hear. Because I know I've had a few, I've been lucky enough to have a few of those moments in the library where parents say, this book connected me to my child. And I don't mm -hmm. think there's anything better than that. I mean, I enjoy it on a professional level, but being able to read to your own kids, and especially for people who may feel like that's not in their skill set, to have that support is huge. So I can see that being a huge gift. No, I, it is. It's an absolute, it's just an absolute joy to to hear 
back the impact that this little idea that we had is having on so many people and so many families and children's and and children and teachers, especially during the last two years when things have been just so difficult for that entire audience. Yes. And to, to hear that back from them is wonderful. And, and we just absolutely love it. I remember that that one teacher that uh, reached out who was, I think she was in her first year of teaching or second year of teaching and had only taught during the pandemic, which. Oh, God. <laughs> that does you not know, sound fun. It doesn't. And yeah. uh, she heard about the app, you know, I think from a TikTok. <laughs> heard about it there. And downloaded it, tried it, and uh, you know, wrote back that it was the first time she had experienced the magic of teaching. Mm, what a gift! That gives me goosebumps. That just yeah. is what a special thing. Well, it's it's a credit to you that you didn't quit, and I'm so <laughs> glad that you guys were, are where you are now. So that's fantastic. Mm. How do you decide? Which books to choose? I'm sure this is, I'm sure you are just, I mean, the speed of publication in children's books is insane to me, just even on an ordering and collection development scale. So I can only imagine for you guys, it's just in a wave of books all the time. So how do well, you it, decide? It's not even just the new releases, right? The thing about right. the app is that it works and can work for every book that's ever been written. Perfect. And so- yeah, your your choice selection isn't just what's what's new now. It is in the history of books. What do we want? <laughs> in the pantheon right? of literature for children. Yeah. What will I choose today? No yeah. problem. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. So yeah. Our air conditioner or our heater just kicked on, and it's right here. He's just sorry, gonna run and turn. I it love off. it. This is and then, this is and real life sound. Answer, then we can answer the question. <laughs> Well, as we discussed earlier, I'm in my child's bedroom because <laughs> that was what had to happen this morning. So, you know, you, know, you got to do what you got to do. You do indeed. We actually, I have the children's, I'm a, we're in the basement of our home and I have the children's trampoline just to the left of my desk. So we're <laughs> lucky that they're at school today and not down here jumping and having fun. So yes. All the fun having. That's a common parent thing. And it's only been worsened by the pandemic, right? The hissing or the face at your child where you're like, be quiet. I'm doing something important. (laughs) Well, our child actually hissed at us a few times this morning. This morning. (laughs) (laughs) Not sure where she picked that up, but it's lovely. lovely. (laughs) What a delight. (laughs) I love parenting. <laughs> so, you know, to answer your question yes. about how we pick books, it's evolved. It's definitely evolved since we started doing it. We okay. early on and when uh it was just us making those decisions, we picked books that our parents read to us as children. So we we had a lot of classics from the 80s. And then as the team grew and the app improved, we've sort of adjusted the way that we pick them. So now we take a lot of the the suggestions that users send to us directly through the app. And that drives a lot of our research. And then we also have uh, a team of educators and librarians who help us, you know, expand our knowledge of the, you know, children's literature and, you know, pick the right books for our audience. So, And that's, that's kind of, or guiding light is trying to figure out and think about 
what books do teachers and parents want to read? Yes. Right. What are they already reading today? Not trying to change their current book choice. Right. But let's make soundscapes for whatever they're reading today so they can use it tomorrow. (laughs) Right. Yes. But we have to guess what that is a few months in advance. Mm. Right. In order to put it in the right production cycle to make the soundscapes such that we're releasing it at the right time that they're typically reading it because a lot of education at least is very seasonal. Whereas at home it's, it's a little bit more trade publication and the kids read the same book over and over again for a month at a time. (laughs) So true. I really appreciate what you were saying about, you know, the, I didn't, that didn't occur to me, but I loved when I pulled up the app that there were classics in there, like Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day, and some of these that I have loved for so long. So to have that added experience has been great. But I see what you're saying. You're choosing from that and then also trying to predict when to hit with the titles that are upcoming, which is a definite game. Do you? How many downloads have you had? Do you, I mean, I'm sure that number is somewhere, right? Or do we... Oh yeah! Oh no! It's 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 large. (laughs) I think we've had uh, over a million. That's incredible, and I would like to just loop back around and say that that four point nine rating is amazing, especially considering that people on ratings love to just be really harsh. Sometimes they let it rip. You know, (laughs) and this is this has been the really cool thing. Everyone has been so nice. Oh. I think that when when we look at the App Store rating, the, the largest complaint that we have is that we we didn't support all of the books that they were looking for. And we're trying, we're working. We have so <laughs> many audio designers and composers working to to try and increase the number of books we have in the app as quickly as possible because we want to support them all. You know, one of the things that's really difficult in our content selection process is that I can't have all the books that I love and I'm reading to my children Mm -hmm. done right away. And I'll try and I'll try and sneak a suggestion in every once in a while. And, you know, it's, it's disappointing when it gets kicked back to me and like, (laughs) we'll get back around to that later. Uh, So I definitely understand that complaint as well, but we are, we are firing on all cylinders trying to get books added right now. What do we, what do we have almost 30 people now working on making new sound? And how many, so two questions, how many titles are currently on the app? Uh, Close to a thousand. Okay. Just shy of that. Yeah. We'll definitely be up over a thousand before the uh, next school year starts. Okay. Before the fall. And how long does it take to develop the soundscape for one book? So this is really interesting. It depends, okay. but generally like out, we have some internal composers and then we have contractors who work uh, with those guys. And so the internal team, they can get a book done in as little as eight hours. We actually, I know, isn't that insane? Wow. So incredible. one of the titles uh, we just released called uh, Beagle, the Unimaginary Friend. It's really well done. Amazing job. Matt Borner, our uh, in-house composer, got that done in eight hours. Wow. That's, I know. Is that Dan Santat? 
Yes, it is. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, I, that's a great book. Eight hours. That is impressive. But I, you know, I think it's it's an art, right? Yes, Just like any of other course. art. And how long does it take? to do a painting, well, it depends on how good you want it. Yeah. Right? Can you turn it depends those out, on what are you painting. <laughs> you know, is it a is it a short board book? Is it a long yes, picture book? Of course. But what what I love about our content team and and they're amazing. Like I could never do anything that they do. <laughs> right. But yeah. the level of depth that goes into what they are doing, like there is science and creativity behind every single choice and decision that is made throughout the soundscapes that we create. Like a lot of the music that you hear is live recorded music from our musicians, mm. not like synthesized stuff. Some is, right? And the way that they think about the story and the emotions of the story as to what they're trying to achieve. Because what the app does and, and the way that it engages you and why it engages you is because it connects with you emotionally. And it it takes the emotion of the story and what you see in, in the pictures and puts it into this other dimension that all work together with the storyteller. Yes. In order to create the magic. And, you know, we've they've gotten so good <laughs> uh, at understanding this art form that they created. That's they really have done such a tremendous job with that. I'm thinking one of the ones that stands out for me is All the World, Marla mm-hmm. Frazee. Mm-hmm. And when you were talking about the music, I think books have feelings, right? In terms of the I'll put down a book and think that was a warm book. And I describe it to the kids that way as well, right? Where it's, you sort of have that feeling, but I love how they captured it. And I'm thinking of the scene in the diner where you're hearing the glasses tinkling and the spoons clanging, but it's all quiet enough that it doesn't overtake the music and the feel of the book. So that is one where just even the balance of the different sound effects is so detailed and perfect for the text. It it really is so well done. So cheers to them. I mean, they are just crushing it. Everyone I pull up, I'm always impressed. And the variety. Like, creepy pair of underwear, I have to say. The kids oh my love yeah, that, love one. that one. That one's really fun. And uh, personally, yes. too, our three-year-old, he wanted to read that one every night for we read a it. month and a it half. Was All we read with him from October to November of this year. (laughs) Every night, that's what he wanted. And it didn't get old for me. Yeah. No. So much fun. It is. And the the laugh of the bunny. There are certain things that make me laugh every time, and I think that's one of them. But yeah, they're just, (laughs) 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 ha, ha, ha. Well, and... And if you haven't checked out Creepy Carrots yet, you got to do that one too. And a fun story about that one is that uh, we actually invited a whole bunch of uh, educators and teachers to come in and record and be the voice of the carrots. Oh my gosh. I love it. I want in. How do I get in in this? I know you live in Seattle and I'm in California, but I think we can make this happen. 
Well, it's actually, it's it's going to be coming out more and more that we are going to be inviting so many more people to partake and be characters inside of some of these books. And, you know, our content team loves, you know, variety and, you know, it's part of our desire to, you know, engage with the community, right? And nothing's more fun for a teacher if their voice is inside of the book and then, you know, reading it to the kids as well and showing it off to, you know, their colleagues. So it's definitely something that we're going to be doing more and more of where we're going to have guest stars appearing inside of the books. What a fun idea. And that will be so neat for the kids to see too, right? The students and also the children of the educators. But that's what a great well, and, idea. And kids, kids as well will be guest stars too. If you, another good one to check out is uh, Grumpy Monkey Party Time. Oh, and I haven't read that one yet. That's the sequel, right? Or yes, to Grumpy Monkey. For Grumpy mm-hmm. Monkey. And uh, we actually worked with uh, an educator down in San Diego and their class we did a Zoom call with their class and basically gave all the kids prompts and they took turns coming up to the microphone and we're like, okay, this is your character. Here are your, you know, let's let's get in the mood, let's get in the feeling and then say these lines, right? Or make this sound. Fun. It was super cool. Oh, what a cool idea. You guys really are innovating too. I mean, I think the app is itself such such a treasure like we've spoken about, but what you're adding with printables and activity ideas and then those sorts of things where kids have a chance to be part of that magic. I mean, what a gift. I just, I'm so thrilled for you and so thrilled to watch it do well because I've just been a fan for so long. Thank you so much. Yeah, that was... we have we have so many exciting things that we are beginning to work on. Yeah, and we're just really looking forward to the next step of what what we're going to be able to do and what our users will be able to do. And how many more people we are, you know, able to reach right now? Mm-hmm. It's it's like you said, it's it's been growing kind of like mad. And one of the big inflection points was when school came back in person. Because that's really where the magic is of what our technology does. It does work virtually as well. And that's great. But there's we're all about connection, right? We're all about that engagement. And and you just face-to-face, person-to-person, that's where, you know, the magic of the technology shines and the magic of the experience shines. And it's just been like wildfire since school came back in person. I can only imagine because I know that mine are clamoring for the novel effect and quite quite annoyed with me when I say, no, we're going to read this book and I'm, I'm not using the novel effect today. And they just are like, well, should we even be here then, Mrs. Chavez? You're the worst. Well, that just means we got, we got a lot of work to do to make sure every book has it. Oh, of course. Of course. Don't worry. I, will, I have already rated on the app and I gave you five stars. and i know that's a that's a real drop in the bucket for you you're welcome (laughs) thank you every every single one counts and and you know that another pillar of what we do is customer service like yes the way that we have always handled anything like this uh everyone who comes and, and contacts us gets to have a positive experience and it plays out in how we 
you know, solve someone's technical issues, help someone who can't afford it. Yeah. You know, a pilot one school needs some help. Like it doesn't matter. We're we're here to help, right? We're here to empower, and that's a big pillar of of how we treat everything, right? Yeah. Well, I'm I just I really am thrilled for you, and I'm so glad I got to meet you today. Before we go. I would love it if, do you have a library-ish question for me? I sure do. So my kids and us have been struggling in some social emotional learning. And part of this has been the pandemic, right? Not having enough uh, of that normal peer development and support. Yes, yes. So as an expert librarian, Can you recommend to me, and maybe for the company as well, what are like a couple of top picks in the social-emotional learning category that's going to help my six-year-old and three-year-old connect with us together as a family to improve some of these behaviors? Perhaps stop hissing at us? (laughs) Okay. Anti-hissing books. Yes. I'm going to, I'll make a different category for those. I, I love that you asked that because I think you are not the only ones who are in that post-pandemic phase, right? Where we're trying to figure out where do we go from here? I think, well, the first one that comes to mind is The Rabbit Listened. I'm not, do you have that one on the app? We do. Okay. I love that one because I think it really gives an opportunity for feeling your feelings is healthy and helpful, but also they pass if we let them. So I love that one. After the fall is a little bit more specific to feeling anxious or Mm -hmm. worried about things. Another one, Dan Santat, and I'm not sure if I'm saying his name right, so I'll look that up. Dan, I'm sorry. (laughs) It's it's spelled the way that um, That I'm using it, Julie. Okay. yeah. I probably should know it. <laughs> well, it's okay. We'll, okay. we'll we'll fix this later. Are we fine? I, I apologize too, Dan. <laughs> Dan, we love your books. But I love After the Fall. And I think anything where I'm trying to think through a few other ones that I like. We've read a lot of those. I also like t- there's Tomorrow I'll Be Kind, Tomorrow I'll Be Brave. That series is really mm. sweet. And I also appreciate, you mentioned it already, Grumpy Monkey, for kind of this letting it be sometimes, Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. I'm really a fan of any books that recognize feelings in the moment and then that we can move past them. So mm-hmm. I know I'm gonna think of some more though, and I'll put them on the I'll put them on the site when we have when I release this episode so that other people can find them too. Cause those are the ones that come to mind right now. But I know if I walk through the shelves, I can find a ton. And there are a lot coming out too mm-hmm. that I've seen that are really good for supporting that and also giving the kids the sense that they're not alone in that. Mm-hmm. Cause it's just a tricky time. It is. Thank it you is. for those. Yeah, no, I think those are great suggestions. Well, I will have to, I will do more research because that's what librarians do. We just, we live to, we live to do the deep dive. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) And we're fortunate that we've been hiring them. So Yes. Fantastic. Well, guys, thank you so much. Minutes are precious. And this has been so delightful to talk to you both and hear you share about 
your real lives and the life of the app. And I can't wait to watch it soar because it is just, it's doing exactly what it's meant to do, which is connect readers and connect us through books. So bravo to everything you're doing and thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Julia. It was a pleasure being here and really appreciate it. Yeah, same. All right, speak soon. Bye. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Ask a Librarian. As always, it's my joy to share and learn with you. You can follow me on Instagram at Julie Writes Words, or you can go to my website, juliewritewords.com. There you'll find the show notes, including all the books mentioned in the episode. See you in the stacks next week. And until then, friends, never go anywhere without a book. <laughs>